I'm sorry guys, I'm late. I'm here. Get down! What is that? It's a semi-autonomous advanced home defense turret, Ryan. Where'd you get that, Jason? Uh, I got it from Kickstarter. This is a Kickstarter project? I mean, the sensor part, well, that was Kickstarter. The guy was saying, yeah, that was kind of amazing. And why is it trying to kill us? I walked in and that thing went crazy. What's wrong with your killing machine, Jason? Um, actually, let me check on my phone. It should say what's going on. Hmm. It thinks you're a self-radicalized, homegrown, violent extremist. What does that mean? It means absolutely nothing, pal. It's a string of media buzzwords all put together. Hey, Ryan, quickly, jump in front of the door, do a little dance, and distract it a bit so I can take it out. Are you nuts? I'm always the one who gets slaughtered during these episodes. Go do it yourself. Okay, Ryan, fine. You don't get getting mangled this time. Kyle, hurry up and get your Molotov cocktail out and throw that. The heat from the fire should distract it long enough for me to get a kill shot in. Okay. <sighs> well, at least that's all set, guys. Let's go ahead and start the show. Welcome to the Tabletop Battlefield Christmas Special for 2014, the show, I guess show, podcast, where we meet once a year and pretend like we're talking about tabletop wargaming, even though the only thing I care about right now is quadcopters. Is that what we're supposed to be doing here? <laughs> we are supposedly trying something like that. We're well, running low budget anymore, but we're still getting by. I mean, we well, don't have any proper microphones. Uh, I don't have three working microphones. Okay. okay. I, I, guess I, I guess I should be involved in this. Yeah, I suppose. It's like, eh, or it's the cheap edition at this point. You know, you set stuff up once a year, you really can't expect a whole lot out of us. And by the way, I'm Jason. I'm the creator of the Tabletop Battlefield over at tabletopbattlefield.com. The guy who launched the show. we got the two original co-hosts over here. Start with this guy. I'm Kyle. And him over here playing with his camera. Ryan. What are you doing over there with your camera? I'm vlogging. Are you still doing that? Weren't you doing that last year to start the show? I'm always doing my week in eight minutes. Well, I think it's time to put it down. Shameless If blood. I have to put down my phone, you have to put down your vlogging. Uh-uh. <laughs> Vlog through the whole episode. Anyway, why don't we talk to you a little bit about what we've been up to for the past year, and then we'll dive into our first topic, which is sort of tabletop game related, and then screw around with a funny game I created 20 years ago for the last half of the show. Which, so who wants to go which first? Which game is that? Our 24-hour crash-out game. Oh, okay. Yes. Did you get a new phone? Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> you just noticed Anyway, is that, the, is that your S4 you've had for a while? No. That's where I broke within a week. Oh, fantastic. <laughs> I'll do more about that later. So, who wants to go first? Ryan, Kyle, or you want me to go first? What have we been up to for the past year, if you want to say anything at all? Well, well, not, not really that much. Just a few uh, projects here and there. You know, minor details, uh, taking over the world, that kind of stuff. That sounds about right for you. Ryan? Uh, well, hmm. Um, well, as far as la from last year to this year, health-wise, still doing what I can with uh, with my illness. And this will solve all your problems right here. 
That would probably be the last thing I do. But then you wouldn't have no more illness to cure it. <laughs> I'd be missing a head in the process, but yes, keep talking. I'll yeah, explain yeah. what this is in a moment. But yes, yeah, so I'm doing a lot better. And as far as anything miniature wargaming related, I am getting that much closer to starting the HeroScape show that I've been planning for a while. I actually have the script right here about 98% done. And we're going to be beginning production in a couple... Well, actually, begun production practically, but I'm going to start shooting and doing the voiceovers within a matter of a few weeks to a few months. And hopefully get it released by the middle of next year. So that is what is going on. So, of course, I've still been trying to run the Legends of Kaladasha space combat game, and hopefully by the time this is out, I've got a new Kickstarter going. If not, it'll be out shortly afterwards for a new board game set in the Kaladasha universe called Fleet Commander, where it's a planetary siege game where one player is controlling the invading Surakari, and another player is controlling the defending Ergul um, fleets, and you're kind of battling out in this fleet-scale operation to defend or conquer a planet. And so how can a person... Uh help fund your well, Kickstarter? That's a good question. If Kickstarter is out, I'll put a link in the show notes, or you can head over to the game's website at caladagia.com. Uh, it'll be on the bottom of the screen. I should just spell it out anyway, because there's a lot of people listening to this audio. K-A-L-I-D-A-S-I-A.com if you want to find out more information there, because the Kickstarter should be up there once it gets launched late December, early January, whenever I get around to finishing up. It's about six months behind schedule, but that happens with me when I can only work on stuff for a few hours at a time. That happens with everybody. Yes, that happens yes. with everybody. So, anyway, what I got here on the table that I was threatening Ryan with is actually I rebuilt uh, my Tau Empire Fire Warrior uh, weapon. It's a lot bigger, a lot heavier. It's a mixture of PVC and molded foam. If you actually go on YouTube, you can search for people who do foam cosplay tutorials. They actually, that's how I built this thing with like foam, bent, you bend it with heat guns and things like that and it turned out pretty well. It's beaten up pretty badly as my Halloween costume and also, because I have the, the full Fire Warrior armor to go with it too. I actually wore that down at Yumicon and did cosplay this year for the first time. It's a lot of fun actually, even though Yumicon, it's a anime convention and I was dressed up as a Warhammer 40k character, but several people there actually knew who I was. It's kind of, I got some um, funny comments about it because if you don't know the 40k universe, basically it's one of those things everybody hates everybody kind of a situation. <laughs> so I got one guy who walked up to me as we're leaving a panel and called me an imperial traitor, <laughs> which is perfectly in line with the storyline. And some other guy as I walked through the hallway shouted, Filthy towel! It's <laughs> like, yes! That's exactly what I was trying to go for. But there were some other gaming stuff there. There's actually a guy as a Signaran Warcaster. I didn't get a chance to talk to him. There was a Chaos Cultist running around. One guy was a Tech Marine on Friday. So there's some other 40k gaming stuff going on there. I believe that signal is not 40k. It's not, but it's war. It's still gaming. It's War Machine. Okay. It's it's you know signal from from Private Press's War Machine, but it shows that this even though it's anime convention, there's a lot more people to dress up than just anime. There's a lot of Disney costumes. There's of course like six Master Chiefs and his army of Marines to tag along with them. <laughs> but anyway, so I may actually end up doing a tutorial video sometime on rebuilding this thing and make it even better because it's got the basic shape of the of the pulse rifle but it doesn't have the right armor panel so I built it really fast and like I said it's paint jobs already fallen off just from a day of carrying it around um, cheap paint it's not cheap paint well mm, I don't know I, I'm sure it is 
Okay, it's cheap paint. (laughs) If it falls off in one day, then obviously it's not meant to be touched at all. Yeah, I don't know. I'll try to figure out how better. It's just a styrofoam. Maybe it reacts to foam. I mean, it it could just be literally the top layer of the foam is coming off. What I think I would probably do, though, is I use multicolored foam I built out of it. They do sell gray, which would probably look better when the paint starts chipping off because it looks like actual metal instead of a multicolored party weapon thing or something. But yeah, I may actually go ahead and do a rebuild of this and do a video tutorial on it later. If you guys want to see that, post something in the comments or send me a tweet or whatever and I'll think about putting it together. Um, so the one, I guess, tabletop gaming related thing we're going to talk about, unless you guys want to throw in some fun stuff. Um, I've got a box back here with the Games that I played this year, two of them which I really enjoyed. One's kind of eh, whatever. Um, <laughs> I think I played two of those yeah. two, probably the two that you enjoyed. Indeed, yes. So the question is, was the third game? Well, the third game we'll get on in a moment, but it realized why I can't do a tabletop game show really anymore because I don't play that much. I got, I literally have three games here. The new ones that I played, I played maybe two or three more, and okay. I maybe played a half dozen games this year. I didn't like some of them. Others I'm not going to bring up right now because I've already been made fun of enough today. Um, let you guys think about what that might be for a while. And then, I, let's just dive into the box, I guess. You might as well do that. Okay, so the first game... Let's get the big one out of the way. Oh, no, it's not my favorite, actually. I'm actually kind of tired of playing it, to be honest with you. The rules? This is Warhammer 40k 7th Edition. Um, So 7th Edition was released back in, was it May or June? Only two years after they released 6th Edition. Now normally Games Workshop goes about four to five years between editions. And this, the fact that they did this so quick kind of ticked a lot of people off. It's very frustrating. I have to buy another $80 rule book set. $80? Two year, yeah, because it, it came with this little book here. It got like a, a fiction book. And over on my shelf over there, so I don't know what to do with it. It's basically this 400 page, not 400 page, maybe 200 page picture book. Hmm. It's literally nothing but pictures of models and terrain for 200 pages. And I'm like, you could have left that crap out and knock 20 bucks off the price, I would have been happier. But they didn't decide not to do that. Now, is this con- this be considered a thick book or a thin book? Um, this would probably Maybe. be a thick book, because this is all rules. Okay. Because that's the way they did it. They basically broke the rule, the original rule book, which is really like 500 pages, down into three separate books. And actually threw away about a good 100 pages of good content and replaced it with a bunch of pretty pictures in that picture book thing. Um... I think the, my biggest issue with this really is that I've played 40k for eight and a half years now. I played the same army for eight and a half years. I'm just kind of tired of playing it. Not that there's necessarily something fundamentally wrong with this rules. I mean, it's still 40k. If you enjoy 40k, you're probably going to enjoy this. I'm just kind of tired of playing it. But there is a, a few frustrations with how let's goes back to how they manage the rules. And the fact that this seventh edition is about ninety-five percent, if not more, sixth edition, so it's about ninety-five percent the same. Mm. But there's no good like location that explains where all the changes are, and there's lots of little changes throughout it. So, for example, you might have a rule that previously was said: roll three dice, take the two highest. In this edition, it's now roll two dice, subtract two. The problem is that small change isn't listed anywhere except in the actual rules where it appears. So if you really want to 
understand all the maybe two or three dozen changes they made, you got to read the entire rule book front to back, even mm. though 95% of it is the same. And it's just kind of frustrating to have to do that. Yeah. Especially when you don't have enough time to play the game to begin with. Yeah. I've only actually played three games of 7th edition. And the other, the other thing that... It's one of those things where... I know why they did it, but it's still kind of frustrating, and that's they introduced the idea of an unbound army. 40k and fantasy have traditionally had a, stri a fairly strict structure of how your army is built. You can bring so many of this class of units, so many of this class, so you have like so many HQs, so many troops, so many heavy guys, so many elite troops. They got rid of, they didn't get rid of it, you can still do that, and there's bonuses for that, but they introduced the idea of an unbound army, which is, you can bring whatever the heck you want within very few restrictions, even across factions. So you can bring so many guys from like, you can really have like three or four factions on your, I believe, can you do that? I think you can, actually have about three or four different factions in your army. And the problem with that is it can result in a four-hour-long paper-rock-scissors game. Because mm. if you don't sit and talk with your opponent ahead of time to plan out what the scenario is you're going to play, what kind of armies you're going to bring, it can res it can literally result in where you bring an army that your opponent either can't stop or the opponent has an army that you can't stop. The first 40k, first 7th edition game I played was 1,000 points, and the opponent brought two Imperial Knight Titans, which are basically giant warjacks. Yes, they're giant warjacks. Um... <laughs> And the problem with that is half my army couldn't hurt his entire army. And, well, actually, half my army couldn't hurt two-thirds of his army. could barely wound the other one. So it literally was just a complete trompsing. He just ra ran over me for two hours, and it wasn't any fun because I couldn't do anything to his army. A few guys that could damage his big, heavy units got killed in the first two rounds, and it was just like, well, there's no point in playing this <laughs> anymore. The moral of the story is, as long as you have time to discuss with your opponent what kind of game you're going to play, it works great. You can do a lot of cool things. You can do anything that's in the 40k universe that you can imagine. You can recreate now in the rules. But if you don't have time to do that, you're going to end up with this like weird pickup game. You know, if you just have pickup games where you just show up at the store, it can be a one very one-sided long, miserable game. But, eh, those are just my comments of 40k 7th edition. Moral of the story, I'm just getting tired of it. <laughs> so, so the other game, can we grab one out there, Cal? Yep, let's go with the... Uh, yes, this is a f absolutely fun game. This is a really fun game. This is Battletech Alpha Strike by Catalyst Games Labs. It's their faster playing um, Battletech-themed game, so... Some is it's still mechs run around shooting the crap out of yeah. each other, but you got rid of a lot of the more detailed modifiers, and you got rid of the big record sheets. We had all the different hit locations and things like that. You had to go through the whole entire mm -hmm. marking every small area. Yes. So while you got less detail, this plays a lot faster than the original classic Battletech, and it's absolutely a blast to play, as long as you have the right train setup. <laughs> yeah, and also if you make sure you have the enough figures. Yes. Because it can get boring quick otherwise. Yeah, it, this is really designed for 12 or more mechs on the side, and you can bring in tanks, aerospace fighters, infantry, all the rules are in here. It's just like a Battletech game where you've got your core rules, you've got your expanded rules, and you've got your literally do whatever the heck you want kind of rules, and in three different yeah. stages, and you know what you're going to face you know, when you decide to sit down and play a game. 
There's literally rules in here for thunderstorm development that eventually gets strong enough to become a supercell and drops a tornado. It's that crazy the stuff you could do, and it's absolutely fantastic. Anything about earthquakes? I wouldn't be surprised there's earthquakes in here, to be honest with well, you. I don't know if there is. Well, something to look up later, then. I mean, maybe as, as an added note. Yeah, as an added note. And they actually have a neat little campaign system in the back. I never played it, but it seems kind of cool because it's a balance between this attrition system where eventually you run out of resources, but still making it where even if you're on the losing side for a while, you can come back and win the campaign. Um... Yes. So anyway, Catalyst Games Labs, Battletech Alpha Strike, heck of a lot of fun. I highly recommend it. Especially and if you enjoy what Battletech. was the cost of that? Can you remember? $50 or $40. This book is a $40 book. Um, the max, 12 max for an army would probably run you around $100-ish, depending on what you buy. A little bit more, a little bit cheaper if you go so heavier. Not too bad. No. Not too bad. About typical what you're going to expect to pay for a starting... Um, game. All right, on to the most favorite, I would say, yeah, I of the so. of the group. At least Kyle and I. Yes. <laughs> Ryan's over here. I didn't play any of these so games. I haven't done anything all year. I've just been trying to live. What would you say you do here? <laughs> right. This last game here, this is War Machine High Command. It is a card game that's kind of a combination of, tradi of traditional um, collectible card games with um, the a little bit of the Dominion style of card games tossed in there. to It's all set in the War Machine universe, and it's absolutely a lot of fun to it's, play. It um, everything, all different characters, mm -hmm. different casters, different war jacks. Yep. All, they're all pretty much in there. Um, does it include the um, uh, 2.0 characters or no? Well, I can't remember. I'm trying to think. I, mean, I think at this point, once you get all the expansions, pretty much all the Warcast's characters are in there. Pretty okay. darn close to them. Okay. I think the only one was not... Well, there's, I think there's one missing from each of the factors. I'm pretty sure last time I checked, the Harbinger of Menoth was missing. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know why. She's kind of cool. What, isn't she, she's the one who floats off the ground, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah, she wasn't in it, but they've released more mm -hmm. stuff since then. So I'm maybe sure. She's in I don't it now, know about the storylines yeah. going on, so... But it, it feels, it does feel a lot like War Machine. You've got your Warjacks, you've got your infantry, and the ways you can win is you can almost like spam infantry to control regions, or you can also use Warjacks to kind of hold things in place, but also Warjacks, since they're kind of pristine elite units, also can score you points. So you can either try to go for, like, say, controlling lands, or you can try to go for building a kind of a beautiful elite army as another way to score points. And it works out to be pretty well balanced, and it's a lot of fun, because it, re it does reflect the mechanics and the roles of the various units in mm -hmm. the War Machine universe And knowing well. how each faction works. Yes. And this is definitely, for those who are curious, this is not like War Machine, the miniatures game. It's set in the universe, but it's a completely separate game, different rules, different everything. So if, if, even if you don't like War Machine as a miniatures game... Like that this is very different and something you worth may, trying you out. You may yes. like it mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. as a card game instead. Because yes. I like the fact that it does combine a little bit of the traditional collectible card game aspect to it, where you do have a little bit deck construction ahead of time before the game starts, but then like there is this little bit of Dominion style where you have only certain units from that initial deck you construct before the game that you can actually add to as the game goes on. I'm just looking... 
Yes, basically, in this box is literally just cards after cards after cards. Lots of cards. I don't think so, there's any yeah, to this is one I wish we had more time to cards, cards, play, yes. for sure. Very much so, definitely. So how long does uh, each game last? Uh, I think it was about Ooh. 30 uh, minutes to an hour. We were playing the short ones, about probably about an hour, 45 minutes to an hour for kind of like the shorter style. The longer ones, I don't... Oh, jeez, all my cards just spilled out now. Oh, they are. <laughs> That's like if I rotate a box around, I'm tossing them around here. I mean, you could probably... You could you could go as long as you want, really, because you could add more war casters, more, start with bigger decks. Yeah, I bet you could play this game for three hours at a time if you really wanted to sit down and do it. But it's very simple, too. The, the rule book's maybe ten pages long, maybe twelve. It almost looks like a Yu-Gi-Oh! Kind of. It's it's got it's got some well it's got some collectible card mechanics yeah. too. You know, you guys the have power, stuff. defense, value. You compare numbers and you kill stuff. There's so only there's, certain ways, certain resources to uh, summon a guy. Mm-hmm. Yep. Summon for lack of better words. Sure. Yep. So you got a you got a resource management. You've got special abilities and different units that are very much collectible card game things. So, is there uh, anything else? Uh, that's basically my box. Um, yeah. The other game I played that I did enjoy this year that I, I don't have because my friend had it was Shadows of Brimstone. It was Flying Frog Productions. The guys who make that Last Night on Earth. I think it's Flying Frog. It's a RPG Hero Quest Cthulhu style game. It's a lot of fun. It's very in depth, very detailed. But it's definitely a, it's definitely a fun adventure style light RPG game if you like that kind of a thing. So I do recommend Shadows of Brimstone. I think it's out. It was a Kickstarter that just ballooned out of control like crazy, but I think it is out for sale. I don't know what the retail price is because it's one of those giant boxes with lots of stuff in it. it could be, I wouldn't be surprised if it was well over $100 for the box set, but it's, okay. it's, a, it's a fun game. It's definitely a very fun game. Okay. So anything else you want to talk about before we get into our, discu- our little discussion about what we did for the main portion of the show? Mm, no, I think this... Pretty much covered uh, everything I wanted to discuss. Okay. So, what we did, we wanted to do something a little bit different this year because we didn't play a lot of tabletop games, to be honest with you, because I'm trying to run a tabletop game company and I sell toys on eBay, which takes up a lot of time. By the way, this shows continue product placement for products that we have. <laughs> That's that have this show is. Um, Kalamazoo.com. What's that? <laughs> the irony is the only product placement kind of thing we have is a Warhammer 40,000 rifle. I don't even have my Kalamazoo stuff out here. <laughs> well, uh, what, would I, what would I call it? Uh, uh, on Shameless self promotion? Shameless self promotion of uh, products that aren't seen. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, what we did, we played a game called 24 Hour Crash Out. It's something myself and one of my friends created back when we were in literally first grade. And that would be me. Uh, might no, you know, it was, uh, it was a friend named Chaz who created. Really? It. I'm, I'm not sure when you first played it. Yeah, I've, I've been friends with you for nearly as long. Yeah, so yeah, since first grade, I think pretty well, close. Was, yeah, pretty close. So the game is Lego cars, and you smash in the heck out of each other. And we recorded. Okay, I'll tell you guys. We record that segment first because it's easier to do first. But which turned into a miserable wreck. <laughs> Or a funny record. And I can't wait to see the video because we recorded it in 60 frames per second slow motion with my GoPro. So I'm hoping it gets a little bit cooler effect when the car is hit and you can see all the pieces flying out. 
And, uh, and our um, drivers uh, succumbing to uh, death and amputation. Your guys' drivers succumbing to death and amputation. So, let, so let's go ahead and roll that, and we'll go ahead and we'll talk about it at, after a bit when the thing's done. So let's go ahead and take a look at the competition right now. 24-hour crash out is a Lego demolition derby. For today's event, each player was given an identical set of Legos and 15 minutes to build a car. The cars will face off in a round-robin series of one-on-one -on -one duels with the top two players facing off one more time for the championship. During a duel, players will crash their cars together repeatedly until one player loses. A player loses a duel once the minifig driver is thrown from the car or is decapitated in a horrific fashion. Between crashes, a player cannot repair their car, even if the damage is not caused by the opponent. Since the car is defined as the pieces that are attached to the piece which is attached to the minifig, cars will look a lot worse as the duel goes on and their ability to protect the driver will decrease. The only thing a player can do between crashes is reattach wheels and gently squeeze together any pieces which are preventing a car from rolling. Between the duels, players can rebuild their car, assuming they remember how it went together in the first place. With the rules out of the way, let's start the action. The first match of the night is going to be Ryan versus myself. Okay, ready? Yep. Get set. Yeah. One, two, three, go! <laughs> ah! How do you miss? Jason. Okay, yeah, I didn't. I, I, I actually pushed my car back. Oh, I did it gently. Yeah. So and I whipped it. Now my guy yeah. already. <laughs> no! This was very exuberant. So that's exuberant. a major flaw to my design right there. The back comes Hold off. On, let me zoom in. I wanted to make sure that I would push it, but not push it enough to hit the other side. Well, Jason. Jason. All right then. All right. Oh, my car is already damaged. My wheels are not rolling very well. Oh, wonderful. Ready? Get set. Go. Okay. Nothing happened. Oh, this is bad. Okay, <laughs> oh, jeez. What's your? Has you got any damage in your car? Nope. Kind of. Okay. One, two, three, crash. <laughs> you guys are awful. Okay, Ryan, you should say go. You should. You need to say go, Kyle. Let's just be whoever's sitting on the There's side. Here, here, here. Okay. here I'll, I'll, I'll let go. They'll drop this for a second. One second. My car I can't. Go. My go. car can't roll. I gotta figure something <laughs> out here. <laughs> I don't want to be disqualification. We just think about that. One, two, three, go. Okay. One, two, three, go. <laughs> oh, oh! Ryan's car. <laughs> well, it did take the shock of that. That's a, anyway, that's a switch side. You go around this way now. Let's Apparently, um, more damage is happening from the <laughs> piping on, on the arena <laughs> than the cars are doing to each other. Well, it did do what I wanted it to do. Ready, Cal? One, two, three, go. There we go. Oh, Ooh, yeah, I'm I'm still alive. And I'm yeah. still intact. I've got pieces all over on the uh, ground. That's mine. My wheels are always going to go, though, I think, from now on. That's a problem. Okay. I think Cal? One, two, three, go. Yeah, mine's just one brick. <laughs> Barely can roll. Well... Slide. <laughs> oh, pen slide probably. This is gonna end very poorly for me at some point. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I gotta, I gotta really give it to yeah. him hard this time. You can't. All right. Uh, one, two, three, go. Yeah, and with that, that is the end of the match. Let's take a look at a replay here. 
And what you're going to see is my car literally explodes on impact with Ryan's. And if you look closely here in the upper right-hand corner of your screen, you're going to see my minifig flying out of the car and calling it quits. So next up is going to be Ryan versus Kyle. Ready? Three, two, one, go! Someone's already dead. I don't me? know who it is. Did it. That was me? Oh, wow. Holy moly. Did anything fall off this thing? Here's your, <laughs> here's your wedge. No, my guy, no, my guy is in there. Oh, yes. No, oh, no, he's not. He's right there. there. Oh. Wow. Well, then. That was unexpected fast. And just like that, that one round match is over. We can see from the replay, both cars turn on their side, and Ryan just opens up Kyle's top of his car like a can opener, sending his mini fig flying. And what you can't see from this angle, but you see from the other one, is after exploding, Kyle's car just charges Ryan in the stomach, and Ryan apparently didn't even notice it. So with that, let's move on to the losers match, where I will take on Kyle. All right, Ryan. Drivers ready? I'm ready. Yeah. See, soy listo. So one, two, three, go. Okay, uno, dos, tres, vamos. Whoa! I'm still in my car. I'm still in my car. I almost got hit by a bunch of pieces. My guy is still in there. Okay, well you got your wheels. Ooh. That was okay. I don't know whose is whose. I think that's yours. That looks like I don't yours. think it matters at this point. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I just built a car to face off against Ryan. <laughs> that's all that matters. Okay, Ryan. Okay, one. And a two. And a three. And a three. <laughs> 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 I say go, you incompetent. Okay, restick your car. That was a false start. Reset your car back together. Go a little bit faster. I go one, two, three, go. Oh, yeah, you, you were uh, being a little. Because uh, <laughs> you're at one, then a two, and a three, and up. Zoom and up. Yo. Yeah. I was waiting to see if you were paying attention. I was paying attention. I know you were paying attention. Okay, <laughs> ready? One, two, three, go. Oh my goodness, you guys are so violent. <laughs> you're you're, you're, dead. you're dead. <laughs> Apparently, you're Unless technically, I never thought that we get stuck to someone's head. I mean, technically, that's his car right there. Yeah, break it. yeah actually, that's a loophole. So that's how it ended. It looks like our cars just clipped each other, causing Kyle's minifig to be ejected from his vehicle. But what we're going to see here as I pull up the other replay angle is actually Kyle's minifig was flying from his car before ours even collided. But that's one way the match can end, and in this case, it earned me the right to rematch against Ryan in the finals. One, two, three. And you lost your guy, I think. Yes! 
Well, I'm already oh, out. No. No. Oh, no. That's your guy, isn't it? Huh? No, that's my no, guy. I'm still, yeah. in my guy. I'm still in here. Okay. I'm about to explode violently. Okay. And your wheel fell off again. Yeah, I, I think we need to uh, put rules yes, in for losing wheels. One, two, three. Oh, I'm out. Yes! Darn it! Darn wheels. <laughs> it just fall apart on you, pick it up. Yeah, the, this isn't falling apart, though. It's a very well-constructed thing in there. There's no the rookie one! <laughs> and just like the first time that we fought, my car literally disintegrates on impact. But, unlike that first time, this time around, a minifig just kind of gently tumbles from the vehicle instead of being violently thrown. But in the end, that doesn't matter. My vehicle was out of commission. Ryan wins the match and can claim the championship for this year's 24-hour crash-out. All right, welcome back for a little tournament 24-hour crash-out. And, well, yeah. <laughs> I won! I won! Oh. Woo! <laughs> I how, how did the noob Ugh. win? How did the noob win? Because I, know. I know how to frickin' build with Legos, that's why. Oh, now, yeah. if you let my original rules in, we would have been just perfectly fine. Oh, yes, but well, we didn't do that. Is it, what, lose an entire roll, you mean? Well, well, not only that, but uh, there's a lot of way, losing a title. There's a lot of ways you can play this um, game. You can often just let them because well, you know what we did is we had a set kit of I don't know how many exactly many pieces we had, but we all had the exact same set of Legos to build. Before from. we were just dumping a box of yes. Legos and grabbing wherever you couldn't get. So you, you got uh, really massive cars. It might be like eight, twelve inches long. They're just giant bricks with like techno wheels and things. And, and got usually, a lot and usually I layered everything and. That caused uh, some yes. dis- disagreements. I they had they very violent disagreements that involved cars being thrown against walls. And yes, I right. think this way is more challenging though, because you have a certain set of pieces, yes. and you, and within a certain amount of time, you got to come up with something but that's going to be. I came in as with as possible. the uh, thought that I would be able to use a l- more pieces, mm-hmm. so that's actually kind of. I didn't come in with any thought. I didn't even realize what we were doing today, so... <laughs> I could told Ryan the name of the game, but there's no mention of Legos in the title. It's called 24-Hour Crash Out. So if we ever want to use that for something, there's no trademark infringement with Legos. So he had no idea that Legos were even involved. And, of course, Ryan loves Legos. It's uh, like... Yeah. The, Built them all in life. Yes. They're fantastic toys, and it's even a lot more fun when you just kind of smash them into each other. I think it'd be fun to almost try that as a YouTube series where you have some campaign rules and a maybe have something that we can actually shoot it for us out. Yes, like uh, something Ooh, air, a launcher of some sort. Yeah, <laughs> some kind of launcher so that we can actually aim properly. Uh, unlike a half our uh, initial first rounders uh, completely missed each other. Hey, well, by the time we were almost done, Jason had already smashed up half of the vehicle. My first round, I lost half the back of my car and I hit the damn wall. I don't know. I was like so jumped. I'm just like, push. He was just gently little wussy thing. I'm like, we better do. That was part of my. Oh, and this is why we we need to have something to shoot for us at a consistent rate. I wonder how we would do that. The only thing that would be difficult about that is if you had something where you could add pieces to your car, you'd have to. Well, you make a tube. Initially, tube I, mean, I was using with the air canister. Initially, I was using my right hand. So as soon as I used my left hand, I mean, I was a lot stronger pushing it out. So, <laughs> I wonder if so a giant your left hand. 
Yeah. Here comes me. I wonder if you had maybe just like giant ramps you could roll them down off that. I wonder if they get fast <laughs> enough to. But that take a lot of ramp. Oh, yeah. yeah, that would. And then you would have to connect it both ramps. It would be mm-hmm. the easiest way. So it would be one long <laughs> ramp. I don't know. I wonder if an air canister seems like a good idea to realize the massive air compressors to set that up. And it's okay. He's, he, I'm sure. Fire it out and his pieces come Sure. What, what if what if you did something sure, like there. like like say like a deathmatch to where it's only you against basically a hard brick wall? Mm. And so you have like you have a huge PVC pipe, okay, mm. and you have like a hard surface on the bottom. You send that thing down mm. and see what happens. Mm. Uh, I, think I mean, we threw it off the sta- stairs. Throwing them off the stairs was the better idea. If we We've did done that, that before, yes, we from the top of the stairs threw it off, and that's when you really got mad. <laughs> We used to also do, you would make these boats, there are these boats, that would, Lego boats that were like maybe two feet long or something, long enough so that they would span a couple stairs, and we would put paper on the bottom to make them smooth, and we would race them down the stairs, you'd, just, you'd start at the top, I didn't do that, we'd do that and we'd just push them down the stairs, and they would often, some, they'd usually make it down, half the time they'd get stuck, do somersaults some down, hit the floor, explode, it's fantastic fun. So, yeah, but... I just remember my you know, my car back in the day yes, going into a couple <laughs> walls, <laughs> not intentionally by your standards, <laughs> but by mine, and going. Ah! You know, some people out there in the world are actually creative with Legos. They build things, and they keep them built, or they take them down gently the, and put them back together again. Yeah, you know, the greatest, the greatest creation is in destroying something. <laughs> Warfare has always moved society and technology forward. More than anything else. <laughs> not sure how that's relevant to smashing Legos. No, why are we getting into uh, theo- uh, not theological... Um, Psy- uh, Cancun? Philosophy? Philosophy. Yes, yeah, let's go. not go down that train right now. But I hope you guys enjoyed watching or listening to the Lego smashing. I don't know how well listening would work. But. No, probably not. So we recommend downloading the yes. video if possible. And I'll put that segment of the video of the Lego smashing stuff separate if you just want to watch just that one section. Um, yeah, it's a lot of fun. I had fun doing it. I mm-hmm. think we'll have to try to figure out a, maybe a little bit better way to do it, get some more formal rules down. They're going to want to beat shot you next time. Of course we want to beat you next time. And next time we, <laughs> the rule should be that the wheels, if they yes. come off, because there's not unlimited wheels, you should have no. a set number. The reason I, I debated adding that rule is actually not because of the fact of what happened with Ryan. We had a friend um, years ago who would play this. His tactic, it doesn't work so well on the felt table we're playing on, but if you're playing like on a ping pong table or a smooth surface, he would literally design his car so as he pushed it, the wheels would break off and it'd just be like a hydroplane sliding across the ground. And that, that gives him, you know, next to zero ground height to get under the opponent's car and flip them and sort of rolling them off the table or whatever you're playing on. So I think we'll... I, I would like to sit down and come up with a little more formalized rules as to how this game works and try to play some. It'd be fun to get a few more people involved, get a little league going. Oh, I'd also like more wheels so you can widen it. Widen yes. the cars. Yes. Need better wheels. Just take a trip down. I think we need wheels that can stick to the car. You know, without yeah. putting so much reinforcements mm-hmm. on the bottom. Well, mm-hmm. just don't help. I guess that you could, because you could use the Technic wheels that can kind of click into the side that are yeah, bigger and eventually get up that level. Yeah. But that's just more... I think that's what we did before. I, I'm sure we've probably done that. I mean, we 
played every possible variation. I almost think we should go down to the Lego store and buy some. Buy, go and hit the little wall of pieces they have. The you get a little container. Cause pull some you know, big box. Yeah, you can buy a container for like nine bucks. That'd be your starting pieces you can build from, and just pick it from there. Unfortunately, they only seem to have the Lego Friends colors and arm reach for some stupid reason. Because it sells. <laughs> I don't know, maybe? <laughs> because Lego Friends is the so-called girl Legos that Lego got in trouble with a few years ago. They still sell. <laughs> Obviously, it's selling well enough to, for them to keep it. It's all purple, pink, and pieces. And those are like the first few levels in the wall where you can pick the pieces off. The blues, grays are way at the top. There's no way in hell you can reach up there. But yeah, I think it'd be fun it, to try it, something like that again. And you know you do. You actually ask someone to bring it down. I don't know how they could do it. I mean, maybe they have some way of fancy tool to bring the bins down, but it's they like... They have a ladder, more than likely. You know that new invention, a ladder? <laughs> <laughs> it just came out recently. <laughs> oh, boy. I walked right into that one. Yeah. Okay, well, anyway... And I'm even half asleep right now. Yeah. All right. Well, you got anything else we want to talk about? I think we've had a long enough no. show here. Been enough of a train wreck for one more Christmas. Or a car wreck. Or a car wreck. Lego, big car Lego wreck. Multiple car wrecks. Yes. Except for mine, of course. Except for yours. Until you... Kyle smashed it. <laughs> he didn't even really smash it that no. bad. I've, I've done worse jobs of breaking my hands. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, all right. Well, thanks right. for watching this Christmas episode of the Tabletop Battlefield. Have a Merry Christmas. I'm Jason. If you want more information about Caladashia, caladashia.com. If you want to follow me on Twitter and see my wide range of tweets about literally every possible imaginable topic, it's still TT underscore Battlefield. Okay? Uh, not much to talk about. Uh, <laughs> once again, I don't have Twitter. I, I don't uh, really do... It. See, some of us have bigger projects that need a lot more focusing than Twitter. So. <laughs> like a house? <laughs> well... Instead of a trashy little apartment. A castle, you know, to take over in Skyland, maybe. You know. That'd be nice. Yeah, I'd like to meet yeah, you. What are you, what are you, about 9,900 9, air taking over that castle? <laughs> I don't know. It's somewhere way down. Not even uh, close, but that's okay. <laughs> that's you, know, right. I'll, I'll you can work, dream. That's I'll the work important on part. It. Always, always keep yeah. dreaming and imagining. Okay, I'm Ryan, and our man four... I do have his Twitter, but I usually am on my week in eight minutes. Actually, my week in eight, uh, M-I-N, I believe, is uh, my Twitter account for my week in eight minutes on YouTube. And if you go to YouTube, the Twitter is attached to it. And that is altogether first letters caps. Okay. All right, cool. Well, thanks for watching. Have a Merry Christmas, and we'll probably see you again in about a year.